Welcome to Hope Is Here, bringing hope to those struggling with life's difficult situations. Welcome to Hope Is Here. My name is Greg Horn, and we've been looking at the past couple days about the God of all comfort. Man, we all need comfort at times in our life, don't we? And I found during the holidays time uh, here between Thanksgiving and Christmas as the rush goes on to the end of the year. Uh, yes, it can be the most wonderful time of the year, but it can also be a very hectic and a painful time of year for a lot of people. So we've been hanging out, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 2 through 9. Uh, if you missed Tuesday's or Wednesday's program, really encourage you to go check out that 14-minute program. Uh, it's available on our website, hopeitsheretoday.org, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Whatever platform you listen on, uh, listen to podcasts, it's available on all the major platforms, iTunes, Podbean, Spotify. We have our own YouTube channel, so uh, most all of our programs are on that. So I hope that you'll subscribe and just simply type in Hope Is Here. Uh, also follow us on social media. We're on Facebook at Hope Is Here, and then on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, we are available, and you can find us, and hope you'll follow us or like us, and you can find us there on those three, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Hope Is Here Lex. That's Hope Is Here, L-E-X. Well, we looked at, we're looking at five things, and we've got through three of them so far, uh, looking how God comforts us during really tough and painful seasons of life. First thing we talked about was God gives us grace and peace as needed. And that's based off 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2. It says, May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. I also talked about Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, friends. We talked about that powerful song, It Is Well With My Soul, and how that was written out of just a really, really painful time in Horatio Spafford's life. And uh, we talked about that on yesterday's program on Wednesday, so I would encourage you to listen to that. A second thing that we can learn when we go through tough times about God's comfort from 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 2 through 9, is that God is our merciful Father, and He offers us comfort. We're based in off 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 3. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. I'm so thankful for that. And then yesterday we talked about a third thing that we can learn from God during tough seasons of our life from 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 2 through 9, is we can use our experiences to comfort others. And we talked about that, you know, Rick Warren says your greatest wound will be your opportunity for your greatest ministry. If you're saying, you know, God, I want to have a ministry. I want to help somebody. I want to be a blessing to somebody. And, and friends, just, just look at whatever the most painful wound's been in your life and how God has helped to heal you from that. And doesn't mean maybe it doesn't still hurt at times. And yet um, when we say how God has helped us and with those scars that we have, uh, we talked about the great quote by Lecrae, our scars can become someone else's stars. And friends, that is only true because when we see a scar, it means we survived whatever that wound was. And we're basing it off 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 4. God comforts us in our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort that God has given us. Amen and amen. 
also we want to look at today how we talked about those first three things there. We can use our experiences to comfort others. We also looked at God gives us grace and peace as needed, and God is our merciful Father who offers us comfort. Fourthly, when we go through tough times and tough seasons of life, it teaches us to rely on God in our darkest hours of life. And friends, if I'm honest today, which I'm always going to be honest with you on hope is here, but, uh, you know, uh, sometimes when life's going well, eh, I kind of put God on cruise control and say, hey, God, I got it. My life's going pretty well right now. My health's pretty good. I'm able to pay my bills okay. Um, things are going pretty well with family and friends and jobs and ministry. And sometimes we kind of develop that ego. And I know that kind of stings when you hear the word ego in Christians and as followers of Jesus. Obviously, we shouldn't have an ego, but I love this description of ego I heard several years ago by a pastor who said, you know, sometimes we develop an ego with God, and we develop an ego, and E-G-O stands for edging God out. Edging God out. And I know I've been guilty of that when things are going pretty well in my life, and I got a feeling a lot of you listening today, you're like, yep, Greg, I've been there too. We don't intentionally do it, but sometimes when life's going pretty well, uh, we start to think it's about us and that we're the ones that are causing these things. And thankfully, in God's grace and mercy, he allows us to you know, be a part of some wonderful things. And uh, through hard work and planning and prayer, um, God does do some incredible things through us, allows us to be a part of them. But friends, we got to realize that God's the source of all blessings in our lives. And so just be reminded of that today and that he wants to help you, especially when you're going through those dark seasons, those deep valleys in your life. And Paul, he just kind of reminds uh, the people there when he was writing that church at Corinth that, you know, uh, hey, I've got credentials of talking about God's comfort. I know in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 2 through 7, that it had mentions the word comfort nine times. And those five verses there, and yet here's what I know that I know. He said, just so you, in case you doubt, like, wow, I mean, this guy really acts passionate like he knows God's comfort, but does he really? I mean, come on, let's keep it real here. Sometimes we do that, don't we? We hear somebody so passionate about someone like, do they really know this situation or are they just talking of secondhand experience? Yet Paul wants to let the writers and the readers of this, people that read this letter that he sent, say, hey, I want you to know, here's my credentials. So in verse 8 and 9 of Second Corinthians chapter 1, Paul says, We think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure. Friend, that's pain. When you are crushed and overwhelmed, Beyond your ability to endure, Paul is obviously saying, man, I didn't know, hey, this is going to be it for me on this earth. I'm crushed, I'm overwhelmed, and I just don't know if I can endure when I'm going through much longer. And then he goes on to say in the last part of verse 8, and we thought we would never live through it. Now, there's a guy that's pretty much hopeless. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure, and we thought we would never live through it. If I've ever heard a description of somebody that seemed hopeless, there it is right there. 
But I love in verse 9, he continues to add to, hey, I got credentials for telling you I know about the God of all comfort. Paul goes on to say in verse 9 of 2 Corinthians chapter 1, in fact, we expected to die. People say the Bible's boring. I mean, come on, friends. He just poured out his heart in verse 8. But then he gets to verse 9, and so he's like, just in case you weren't listening or paying attention like you do sometimes, Greg Horn, I just told you I was crushed and overwhelmed. We were beyond our ability to endure, and we thought we might not even live through it. But just so you know, in fact, in verse 9, he says at the very beginning, we expected to die. And maybe that's where you're at today, friends. You're like, you know, Greg, if I'm honest, I— Man, I don't even know if I want to live right now. I'm just so in so much pain. I'm so overwhelmed. And friends, that's why Jesus came, because he knew that there would be times that we would have like this. In fact, Jesus said, and I believe it was in Matthew, that, you know, hey, in this world, you will have trouble. He didn't say, in this world, you might have trouble, or in this world, if you have trouble. He said, in this world, you will have trouble. But I have come so that you may overcome it because I have overcome it. And, and Jesus said, I got you. I got you is basically what he's saying in that verse, that I've got you. In this world, you will have trouble. But take peace in me because I have overcome the world. I will overcome it. And he did when the tomb was empty at Easter. I love Christmas. So thankful for Emmanuel. God is with us. But Easter's my favorite because the tomb was empty, and that meant hope was alive. And no matter what difficulties, what season of life I'm in, I know that Jesus is walking with me, number one. Number two, he understands because all he went through in his 33 years of life, especially just those last three from 30 to 33 when he finally was able to start doing ministry when God said, now is the time, my son, to start your ministry. So be encouraged today that God understands and Jesus understands what it's like to be discouraged and hopeless. I love that he says in that last part of verse 9 in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, in fact, we expected to die, but as a result of that, we stop relying on ourselves and learn to rely only on God. Oh, thankful so much that God, I've been able to realize the power of what Paul says there. And I know many of you listening today know about that too. And just be encouraged today if you're walking through a challenging season in this difficult holiday season for some that God's with you and he understands. Dean Emman, who was a Holocaust survivor, said, I had no real communication with anyone at the time, so I was totally dependent on God, and he never failed me. Oh, that's so good. I had no real communication with anyone at that time, so I was totally dependent on God, and he never failed me. It's so true, friends. Yet sometimes we go, oh, you know what, man, just some things I've done or things happen in my life. I know they've separated me from God. And don't get me wrong, friends. Yes, if we habitually continue to commit sins, and uh, sin will separate us from God. But I am also thankful to know that God never wastes a hurt if we allow him. And Romans chapter 8, verses 38 and 39 says, And I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today, for our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below 
Indeed, nothing in all creation will be ever able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Friends, be encouraged by that today. Maybe you need to read that every morning, Romans chapter 8, verses 38 and 39. I love uh, experiencing God Bible study. I've done it three times in my life, and maybe in 2023 may do it again with some guys. But Henry Blackaby had one of the great quotes from Experiencing God. says, God's invitation for you to work with him always leads to a crisis of belief that requires faith and action. So, friends, know in your crisis of belief today that God is wanting to work in it. The fifth and final thing that we can learn about God when we go through tough times and he is a God of all comfort, I just got to remind you, friends, and just so often, uh, man, we forget about this. This is not our home. This world is not our home. John chapter 16, verse 33, I talked about it earlier. Jesus said, I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Randy Alcorn, who wrote a great book on heaven. If you're looking for a good book to read and learn about heaven, check out Heaven by Randy Alcorn. He says, for Christians, this present life is the closest they will come to hell. For unbelievers, it is the closest they will come to heaven. Wow, that's so good. One more time. Randy Alcorn, for Christians, this present life is the closest they will come to hell. For unbelievers, it's the closest they will come to heaven. Rick Warren says, you weren't put on earth to be remembered. You were put here to prepare for eternity. And Billy Graham says, my home is in heaven. I'm just passing through this world. And I close with 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. May that be both yours and mine's verse today. I'm Greg Horn, and this is Hope Is Here. Thank you for listening to Hope Is Here podcast. To listen to one of our previous programs or to make a tax-deductible donation, please go to our website, hopeishere.today. That's hopeishere.today. Want to get in the Christmas spirit? Come visit the O Come Let Us Adore Him Nativity displays at the Gardenside Christian Church on December 8th and 9th from 5 to 8 p.m. and Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. See over 100 nativity sets from all over the world as we prepare our heart for the arrival of our Savior Jesus this Christmas. There will be Christmas music each night, including a special Christmas concert on Friday at 7 p.m. by Grace Time 7. Hope to see you at Gardenside Christian Church in Lexington on December 8th through the 10th.